Welcome to the Globe Trotten ADs. This podcast is for you, athletic directors, activity coordinators, coaches, and program associates based in international schools around the world. The Globe Trotten ADs is proudly hosted by Nick DeForest from the American International School Vienna and Matt Fleming from the American International School of Budapest. Here they are now, Nick and Matt and the Globe Trotten ADs. Hey everybody, happy 2023 and welcome back to the new year. Hopefully everybody had a great holiday uh, wherever you were in the world. Uh, we had a nice long vacation. I know I did. It was great being in uh, Nashville. We're going to break that down a little bit. Nick and I were at the NIAAA conference in Nashville, Tennessee, with a whole bunch of other international school and U.S.-based colleagues. It was great to see a lot of folks again. Uh, and then a little rest, a little R&R over the last couple of weeks, but uh, now we're back into it. And with that comes some more episodes of the Globetrotten AD. So we're happy to be back. How you doing, Nick? Yeah, pretty good. It seems weird to say Happy New Year, but uh, it feels so long ago, uh, but it hasn't been. Uh, only a couple of weeks, but yeah, Happy New Year, everybody out right. there. And uh, yeah, we're back in the full swing. It's basketball crazy uh, in Vienna and, and exchanges and tournaments coming up. It's, it's uh, hard to think back to Nashville, um, but it was a great time. Oh, so much fun. You know, as always, a good uh, good turnout of our international cohort and, uh, you know, some old, like I said, some old friends from the States. So I, I think in total, I, I want to say there's about 100 international school ADs there, roughly. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and, definitely uh, up there. It, yeah, and in total, I think the final number is around 27, 2,800 uh, attendees at the NIAAA conference in Nashville. So if you've not been to Nashville, uh, an amazing place to go to for not only just the conference, right, but also uh, yeah. a good time with uh, what is just music everywhere and fun and good yeah. food. And it was a lot of good, it was a great place to have a conference yeah. all the way around for sure. Yeah. I mean, it was so, so much fun and we had so much to do, Matt, that we didn't even record a podcast an interview we didn't even think about it once we got there right it was just sessions yeah. and yeah live music like you said and um great conversations with people from all over right yeah a lot of catching up and, and uh networking and the, the, the workshops are great and, um yeah also we had uh, a new course that we rolled out we piloted called 910 we've talked about that a lot before and and some previous podcasts and um, giving some overviews about the course content. So uh, that worked out pretty good. We had a nice little audience for it. And overall, it went pretty well. We were pretty happy with it afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, some fine-tuning. I, th I think I I got cut a little bit, Matt. I don't know why, but I was Chris and I were last, and we got cut a little. Got a little pressed from the groups in front of us, but um, we don't need to go into details here. Who, who talked a bit maybe a bit more than <laughs> they should have. Uh, <laughs> no just kidding it was great and actually we'll we'll um do that again <laughs> in march in in uh at the CISA conference so we'll look forward to that um yeah coming up but right. we, can, we can hit on that a little bit but that's that's coming CISA conference uh in vilnius yeah um with an ad and coach program too so that'll be exciting yeah right that's 
less than two months now. So it's hard to believe it'll be here before we know it. But as always, lots of good professional development opportunities and seeing some old friends again and uh, making it lively and topical and always educational and fun. Yeah. No, we'll do a, we'll, we'll do something uh, fun there podcast wise uh, as well, for sure. We'll have, we'll have more time and, and we have that already on the agenda. So that's good. That's good. But Hey, going back to Nashville, I I definitely want to um, uh, thank everybody that came to the, the book launch. Uh, The first night that we were there, it was great in a suite. So thanks to Scott Jarvis and uh, bound for really hosting that, that uh, thing. And, And thanks to Wallace from school rubric for driving all day and night to make it there to deliver some books, hang out and then drive back to Orlando right away. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great turnout and a lot of fun. And uh, um, yeah, the, the meeting Scott in person, we had done a podcast with him, of course, before and, and uh, getting to know a little bit about his his book and his initiative. That was that was awesome. Yeah. Good to catch up with those guys. Yeah. Who knew we'd be hanging out from people from Iowa yeah. at some point. Then <laughs> there's always someone from Akron in the room, isn't there, Matt? You always meet someone from from close by. Yeah, the Ohio folks are never far away, which is weird, but not weird and not unexpected. No. We have someone from uh, Ohio on the pod today coming up after a little bit of a break. Let's, um, yeah. let's intro that a so little So our first guest of the new year, we're happy to have uh, Greg Solomon, Dr. Greg Solomon. He's a professor and program director at the University of Missouri, and he's got a very interesting program he's going to share about with us today. It's the program for positive coaching and athletic leadership. It's a master's program you can get. It's totally online. Uh, there's also a certificate if you don't want to go for the full master's, but it, it's pretty interesting. He's got some really good information to share, and we're very happy to have him join us today. So thanks for Greg for joining us yeah. and bringing all this information forward. Yeah, and that'll be like a mini series. You know, we had that 910 series. Well, now we have this one about a master's program, and our next episode. We'll also be on a different type of master's program in a, in a few weeks' time. So um, continuing our learning maybe at a higher level, so to speak. Right. So yeah. if you're out there and you're needing a master's degree for moving up the pay grade or moving or getting your license renewed, this is these are some great options. They're, they're very relevant to what we're doing as ADs and activity coordinators in international schools or wherever you are in the world. Uh, so we really hope you'll get something out of it. Yeah. Yeah, great. So... Let's um let's hear from Cookery, our uh, awesome uh, and only sponsor, and then we'll uh, we'll come back with Greg. <laughs> Cookery are a global multi-sport clothing brand specializing in providing the world's most prestigious schools with bespoke made and designed team uniforms for students of all standards and abilities. If you are frustrated by inconsistent colors, branding, costs and sizing across your school's uniforms, then it's time to discuss an offering where every sport is available from softball to soccer for male and female athletes at rates to suit your budget. To find out how Cookery could elevate the apparel of your student athletes to a professional level, email the team at contact at cookerysports.com. A dedicated sales manager will offer you a quote today. Mention this ad and receive a special offer on your coach or PE staff order. All right, well, welcome back and welcome, Greg. Thanks for being here. And uh, just 
start us off by telling us a little bit about your program and yourself. I am currently the, uh, the director of a really unique master's program at the University of Missouri. It's called Positive Coaching and Athletic Leadership, uh, which I think is, is probably significant to your audience. And we, uh, we, we're, it's kind of a niche. It's a, it's a master's in education, but it, it, our niche is really working with um, uh, K through 12 teachers, coaches, college coaches, even some professional coaches. We also uh, serve a lot of people in the military. And it, it's, it's, it's for people who are interested in the, this uh, intersection of optimal performance and optimal well-being. And we do that by, by fusing uh, sport and performance psychology, positive psychology, and, and coaching theory, leadership theory. And we kind of created uh, a number of classes around those topics. And it's really, it's been, it's been highly successful. We've had uh, thousands of graduates from the program in, in the, just in the last 10 years right. who have really, I think, gone out. And, and made a difference in the world of athletics. And I think they've, they've enhanced the experience, not only for athletes, but also for themselves. So it's, uh, it's, 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 as an educator, it's really cool to be able to see and, and hear back from, from uh, graduates of the program about the difference that it's made in their approach to coaching and leading and how they really feel like it's helped their athletes. Um, uh, prior to my stint at University of Missouri, I was at Ohio University and, and ran uh, their online version of their sport admin degree program, which is you know, always touted as the number one sport admin degree program in the, in the world. Um, so I, I enjoyed that. Um, and then prior to that, I was at a, a small liberal arts college in central Ohio called Otterbein University mm -hmm. and really enjoyed my time there as well. Um, but I guess what's unique about my background is that um, I, I, I played college athletics, played college basketball at a Division three school, and then we the, the school where I where I played bumped up to Division one, and I coached Division one for a couple of years, and then made the uh, colossal mistake of um, of of going into finance, <laughs> <laughs> and actually worked. Uh, on Wall Street in New York City for uh, for 20 years and um, and left uh, for a number of reasons but I guess kind of the watershed moment for me was actually being downtown Manhattan on 9/11 I worked wow. just a couple of blocks from the Trade Center and and realized that um, that uh, you know what I was doing had, was great paid really well worked with a lot of great people. Uh, you know, got to see the world on someone else's dime, as, as we talked about. Um, but it really was kind of bereft of, of any deep purpose or meaning for me. So uh, after 9-11, uh, I just, um, you know, upon deep reflection, decided to, to pack it in mm -hmm. and went back to school and moved um, my wife and, and, and three sons. We all moved to um, central Ohio. Uh, where I did a, a doctorate at the at uh, the Ohio State University, <laughs> and um, uh, and then it's yeah it's been a, it, this whole career shift ever since then. So uh, it's been a, a a a really interesting and and worthwhile journey. Wow, 
Wow, great. Thanks for sharing that, uh, the background and how you, I guess, got back into the educational uh, arena. Um, I guess that, that story you shared kind of shapes, it seems like it fits right along with, with what you're doing now in your, in your program and why your program's different than, let's say, the other sport admin type programs that are out there. A bit more context and meaning to everything. Yeah, so I I enjoyed my time at Ohio University and um, and the um, but I, I really found myself more attracted to so if we look at um, you know one of my favorite tools is the uh, a managerial grid or a leadership grid and on one axis it has uh, concern for production which is really where we lived at Ohio University that was about revenue generation and marketing and sponsorship and and um and all those things that a, an athletic administrator would do as you guys know um but and we spent a little bit not enough for my money and uh, a little bit of time on the on the people side the concern for people mm-hmm. and i i really find myself attracted to that to the relationship side of leadership of, of coaching of, of leading and um so much so that I actually went back to school post post my doctorate degree to get a degree in uh, in applied positive psychology at University of Pennsylvania, which has really been um, I, I rely on that degree probably more than than any other aspect of of uh, my my postgraduate work, and it's it's really about the 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 opportunity to. Um, to transform and to assist in the transformation of others, but also in, in our own transformation, the idea of, of, of experiencing well-being, defining well-being. Um, and from a, from a leadership perspective, it's about the difference between how we lead traditionally and how we can lead going into the future. So we tend to rely on, a, um, on an extraction model of leadership, what can I? How can I get things out of people, right? right. Um, as opposed to an unlocking, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess the best example of that would be in terms of motivation. So that you know, and in 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 a, in a a more traditional model of leadership, leaders would be concerned about, well, how am I going to motivate these people? What can I do to motivate them? Right. I think as we move forward and learn more and use the tools of psychology. It's more about um, what, can I, what can I do? What, how can I assist others in motivating themselves? And there's a huge difference. So it's, yeah. you know, the, the difference between extraction and, and unlocking. And I think there's, there's just a tremendous opportunity um, in, in, that, in, in, in that style of leadership and that style of coaching. Yeah, there's a lot of layers <clears throat> to that because you're, you know, you got to get people to believe in themselves, I imagine, and and kind of do some soul searching. They're looking inside of what they can do, right? So, like, what what kind of uh, how much in depth do you go into those types of topics when you're in this program? Yeah, quite a bit. I think it's foundational to what we do, Matt. Um, in terms of, um, for example, the unlocking in motivation comes through the meeting of some very important psychological needs, not, not wants or desires, but needs. And one right. of the needs, as you talked about, is the need to feel uh, um, able and competent and, 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 and that I have the skills to do what you're asking me to do. And, and we can reinforce that in, in a number of different ways for, you know, assist athletes in experiencing 
or, or, or the people who work for us in experiencing that need, um, goal setting, how, how, how we work through others in achieving goals. I think, um, how, you know, trust is another important ingredient. Um, the other, uh, other important psychological needs are the need for belongingness, the need um, that, that you actually are in an environment where you have the ability to uh, care for others and to be cared for. Uh, that's something that we can do as a leader. And, and, the, and the third important need is, um, is the, the, the need that we all have for a, a level of autonomy, that we have some say, some choice, that we, we you know, we you know the, this idea of psychological safety, that we can be ourselves and we can express um, how we feel without fear of retribution and things like that. So I think those are, uh, those are a ways of unlocking not only um, um, motivation, but also well-being because we're meeting those important psychological needs. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. It sounds really fantastic, the different elements, because I think once you're in a profession like this or even just coaching, you realize there's so many different facets of, of roles you have to play. You know, you, you have to know your X's and O's. You have to, the relationship builder, this, this servant leader, right? And um, I think a lot of the programs, at least I know the ones that I've taken, they're all about one aspect and usually not about this aspect which really made your program jump out at me and i'm going to read the whole the whole title or the whole what you the degree i'll read the whole degree out it says a master of education in educational school and counseling psychology with an emphasis in positive coaching and athletic leadership and i know it's a lot i'll put that in the in the show notes um for people but to me it just sums up so many aspects of our job in one in one place that we're really not getting. Yeah, it's a lot to fit on a diploma as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, but it, that's it. I mean, I I feel like I'm a counselor, um, you know, half the time when I'm when I'm working with a with a high school team, especially. Yeah, uh, I, I think in full disclosure, uh, if you if you were you know people who join our program are not going to learn a great deal about X's and O's, and they're not gonna learn a great deal about, um, uh, you know, that, that are very specific to their sport, about the production side right. of things. Um, but they're gonna learn an awful lot about the, the fact that they, um, by entering the coaching profession, for example, that you are effectively in the relationship business yeah. and that you're not coaching lacrosse players or soccer players, but you're coaching people. Yeah. And so what are, you know, how can I, um, how can I really enable them to feel, and, and you know, we throw, it's almost become cliche to throw this term around, how, you know, feeling the, the best version of themselves. So that's where really where we live, that we want people to, uh, to experience that feeling. And I think another great benefit of our program is that we, we believe it starts with the, um, with the leader, with the coach, with the administrator, that, um, you know, we, 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 we spent a lot of time uh, in sharing a servant leadership model in the work mm -hmm. of Robert Greenleaf. Um, and I think an antecedent to being, to be able to be a servant leader is your own personal well-being. So not only will you learn about well-being of others, you'll learn about yours and you'll learn that, um, um, you know, to become the best version of yourself. And the idea that you, you can't serve from an empty vessel that you know self-care is not selfish you've got to you've got to really take care of yourself 
and then you're really best suited to take care of others and you're there present for your athletes for your coworkers, and and and, and enable them to experience what you're already experiencing so uh, as an overview of the program or can you give us an idea of like maybe is there like a foundation or are there steps uh, that the program takes synchron that are kind of synchronized in order that you build on, like you build upon as you go through it, or or where do you start? If I'm starting in this program, what am I gonna what am I gonna go through? That that's a great question. So we do start with an introduction to positive psychology. So we run we have at the University of Missouri we have a positive psychology certificate program. Um, so we have a number of courses um, that we borrow from from that program in our program. So you would start with an introduction to positive psychology, what it is, what it, I think what, probably it, students are more amazed about what it isn't than what it is. <laughs> um, and, and so we start there. Then we start with a just a general knowledge of performance psychology and, and, and things like um, focus and concentration, grit resilience, um, positive self-talk, um, motivation, things like that, just to get an understanding. And then after that, we kind of roll into a more applied approach. Um, how, can we, how can we take those tools and actually apply it? And then we go off in a lot of different, different uh, directions. We look at um, 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 inclusiveness in, within athletics. We look at uh, one of my favorite courses is um, psychology of an injured athlete. You know how, how much how little attention we pay to um, to to the to an athlete that's injured on the shelf. Um, you know, particularly in, a, in an in environment where an athlete really their their strongest sense of identity comes through being an athlete. And what happens when they lose that? You know, even for a short time. Uh, we also have we have courses um, that deal with. Um, um, with uh, our capstone course, for example, is uh, the, the primary deliverable is to articulate, to write your, your leadership philosophy statement. You know, what, what do I stand for a, as a leader? What, you know, what are my values? How do I live them? Uh, what are my actions? Uh, what are my goals? You know, things like that. So that you can actually, you know, um, you can share with others. You know, you could hand them and say, this is who I am right. as, a, as a leader. So, so um, yeah, I think there's a, a lot, a lot of different, um, uh, we also, we, we do have one course that is, is dedicated to, uh, kind of the nuts and bolts of being an administrator, um, through the lens of positive organizational scholarship. How can we achieve this thing called positive deviance? You know, how can we be an outlier? Um, how can we, we be unlike so many of our, our, our peers that we're, we're doing things at, at a, at a higher level? And that with with a great concern for the well-being of others. So it's it's I think there is uh, the initial courses are are really designed to um, to get you into the uh, into the foundations of things, and then we have a, a number of different courses. We have a, a course that's on grit, resilience, and mental toughness, uh, character, and ethics in sport. Uh, real, so really, I think really interesting topics for me, anyway. <laughs> I think for Matt, for both of us as well, right? I mean, I think it's a lot of the things that we're doing in different workshops or, or other, you know, conversations, roundtables that we're having, they all center around these types of things with other ADs because we realize, one, they're most important, and two, that's the, the least amount of training we've had in those areas. You know, it's either, you know, really admin type stuff or, uh, or really coaching 
you know, X and O's are on the field type things. It's, it's funny. We hear, we hear a lot about, um, you know, about that, that kids have changed, you know, it's, it's harder. It's more difficult to coach these days. Um, you know, I think, I think it's, it's, it's just in general that, um, we've learned so much more about, uh, uh, about, about people and about, you know, through, through psychological tools. And I, you know, I, people don't really respond well to the, you know, I can you know, the old school, which can be very controlling at times and, um, you know, and the, the, the expectation that I can be demeaning at times and, and, and people just, you know, when given a choice, which they, I don't think they had much of a choice in the past, right. they have more of a choice now. And they'd say, well, given the choice, I'd rather exercise some autonomy. I'd rather be dealt with in a respectful manner. Um, and, and, and so th that's what's changing. And, and I think a lot of coaches are struggling with that. And, but it, I'd also like to say, it doesn't mean that we're not demanding. Sure. as leaders, as coaches. It doesn't mean that there's not discipline. It does not mean there are no consequences for your actions. All those things still exist as they should. Yeah. It's just how we do it is, is a little bit um, um, with the concern for their well-being at the same time. Wow. Yeah, I can say there might be a little trepidation by coaches, a, feel, a feeling of losing a little bit of control, right? If they change their <laughs> methods or they you know think about not doing it the old school way and take on the site, you know, new, new approach that uses psychology. Coaches love control. Um, yeah. you know, and, and to the point where, you know, it, it you know, I, I remember a, um, uh, a story I read a long time ago. Maybe you guys can relate to this. Maybe these names will be familiar, but, um, when Jeff Van Gundy was the coach of the Knicks mm -hmm. and they had a big game coming up with the Celtics and he basically locked himself in his room watching watching film of of the uh, of the Celtics and everything they did you know, you know game after game after game and he came out of his office after being in there for 48 hours stunk pasty his hair all greasy and matted and he came down and he gathered all the guys together and he said guys i've been watching film on on the Celtics nonstop for 48 hours we've got to stop Paul Pierce. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you could have stopped sure. somebody in the street and they would have told the same yeah. thing. But you know, the, <laughs> this idea of, of control and how many things we believe yeah. falsely are under our control, uh, I think is, is, um, is something that it's really difficult to give up. Right. Yeah. Especially if you've had success. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Or what you feel, or you deem to be success, right? Maybe the the athletes under you or the coaches under you as an a uh, as an AD don't feel the same way, but you won the title, or yeah, they might not go away with the same feeling, right? Yeah, I, I, and, 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 and in a lot of ways, it comes down to how do we define success, you know? And and if it's just about winning a game, there's a lot of things we can do to people um, that's not in their best interest. Um, and, and, and we can we can get that win. I was talking to a coach a couple of years ago who was being inducted into a uh, his state hall of fame. He coached girls high school basketball. And I said, what was your coaching philosophy? And he said, I decided very early in my career that I would rather lose a game than lose a kid. Yeah. And it led to that philosophy led to incredible success that he kept that 
in, in his mind, in, his, in, his, in the forefront of his thoughts all the time. Right. Um, but it still led to incredible success. And, you know, obviously his, he would just be loved by his, uh, by his players. Right. Right. That's the legacy, right? That a, a servant leader, right. uh, you know, not there for themselves. They want the, that to live through all those athletes. Right. What, um, you mentioned right. servant, servant leadership and, and, uh, I know something that we talk about, uh, with the NIAAA a lot. And, uh, it's a relatively new phrase for me the last few, few years where I really started to understand what it is and and how that's me and what I want to be. But what do you think are some of the main aspects of a leader or what's the, what jumps out at you when, when someone wants to, to be that, or you, you want someone to be that? I think the, the first thing is that, you know, we talked about measuring success just a second mm-hmm. ago. I think a servant leader really measures their success by the growth and well being mm-hmm. of their, of their followers. Um, right. Another another quick story about a, a coach uh, named Amos Alonzo Stegg, who coached um, football back in the early 1900s, and um, he had you know one one undefeated season after the next, and and they said you know after one undefeated season they said, is this your your greatest team ever? And he said um, I won't know for 20 years, and his answer had nothing to do with football, and everything to do with what kind of people would these players become would they become good husbands fathers pillars of the community that that's how he measured his success on that and i think that's what that's really a a a hallmark of servant leadership is the um you know the that i measure my success on on the growth and well-being of others and um and and it's it's really about the um this opportunity to for others to for you to enable the um the flourishing the thriving right. of others and um you know that and, and and what does that mean that they're that they're able to meet challenges that you identify and you use their strengths but it, it really it's it's it it shifts the attention away um servant leaders shift the attention away from outcome and really on on and focus on on process and again that's become a little bit of a cliche as well but i think it's really really important that and that this idea that the kind of you know the outcome will kind of take care of itself if we are really engaged and present in in the in the process and i think that's what what servant leaders do as well um so servant leadership has been around um i, I think you know, robert greenleaf wrote his seminal essay in 1970 Um, but it, it's, so it's been around for 50 plus years, but to your point, it hasn't really been, um, a, uh, a conversation piece in the, in the athletic world um, for the last few years. And I, I think it's kind of paralleled the last 20 plus years Mm -hmm. of the positive psychology movement and people are, are, are really hungry for a leadership style that, um, that, that enables them to really feel good about themselves as a leader. Right. And I think that servant leadership is, is, is really, is, is the, is the best answer to, to, to people's, you know, trying to answer right. that question for themselves. Transformational leadership is close. Transformational mm-hmm. leadership is still really focused on outcomes um, and measuring your success by outcomes right. where servant leadership is really about, I am here because of you, I am here to serve 
to serve you. And I, I really do see myself as being on the bottom of an inverted triangle, you know, that right. it, and, and, and so um, it's, it's really, it's, it's, I think it's, it's, it's a, for, for some people, it's a difficult approach to, to, right. to grasp, right. but, um, but, but really enables the best opportunity to, to really, to, 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 uh, to enhance one's well being as a leader. And I guess that's a, the stumbling block for many people, right? Is the it's not measurable, or at least not measurable right now, um, you know. And you really got to trust the process, and and what you're doing is, you know, there for the long run and for the long haul of that person. Right? I, I I would differ a little bit. I think mm-hmm. I think we can measure well-being. I think we can measure satisfaction. I think we can measure um, psychological health. You know, I think we can yeah. we can measure those things. I think, um, I, you know, in in the U.S. Um, uh, sporting world right now, particularly at the college level, we see that um, kids have the opportunity to transfer without without having to sit out a year. Mm-hmm. So I think we can measure we can start to measure that in retention. Yeah, you know that if coaches really want to retain their players, they want they want to create an atmosphere where they really feel like this is a good place for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and not looking, uh, you know, at at another program, maybe that's better. So retention, I think, is, is another way to measure it. Right. So th- I think there's some a lot yeah. of different ways that we can actually measure well-being and growth. Right. Well, great. Yeah, that's great. Well, um, do you think there's other programs out there like yours, or do you know of them? Because I I know really a master's of education that centers at least in a lot of ways around athletics. Um, just jumps out the page at me, and I would think jumps out at so many international school coaches and, and ADs. Um, Cause all we hear about is the admin ones, you know, like your, right. your previous university. And um, I went to Western Kentucky and some friends went there, took a, a course at Grace. Is there, are you unique or are there other programs around the, around the country like yours? I think we're pretty unique. I think mm-hmm. that um, offering an MED Mm-hmm. is is a real competitive advantage you know for guys in your field yeah. that um it, you know it, a, an msa or a whatever 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 it's called mm-hmm. is um is a great degree to have but i think that in the education field to have uh, an med from a um you know in, in, in our case from a, a school of educational school and counseling psychology i think is just and, and particularly where we're heading you know, we're really heading in a, the direction where this is this is not going to become less important. Yeah, you know, exactly. this is going to become increasingly important. You know, as, yeah. in terms of, uh, you know, that what what can I, you know, I I, I am equipped, I, I am educated in providing the best experience for athletes and for coaches as an administrator. I think that's a huge competitive advantage, rather than. I'm really capable at making sure that schedules are, are you know, and 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 travel and and um, and officials are all all you know all everything's you know, arranged. Sure. That's that's important. I'm not yeah. I'm, I'm not discounting that at all. But I think the next level stuff is is really about you know particularly the, the, with you know the mental health issues in um, in athletics. They're becoming you know, more, more apparent because athletes are more willing to, to share their struggles. There, there's a, uh, um, a prominent player last week, University of, um, of Iowa, 
um, said he needed to take a break because he was struggling with anxiety. Um, and, and we're starting to see more and more of that. And I think, you know, the, the, you know, the first question is why, you know, not, you know, why are we seeing more of that, but what's, what's driving those, those psychological uh, health issues? It really is. It's, it's a really deep dive into, you know, what makes people tick, what makes, what, how you motivate people. It's just, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Like even just the certificate sounds pretty cool. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> in, in that because. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you could get graduate credit for that as well. The, or Absolutely, that... and yeah, yeah, it's all transferable into our program. So we have a, uh, so we have a five course uh, okay. certificate program in positive coaching and athletic leadership, and okay. I, and you would be able to transfer four of those courses if you decided to continue on towards your um, towards the MED. Okay. Um, so yeah, and I, I think you know it's. A lot of people come for the the opportunity, you know, the, the because we have we do offer an MED, mm-hmm. but they just become so enthralled with the um, with the content, and the the uh, you know the what I'm really excited about the feedback that I receive from those students is what they learned about themselves, what they learned about. Mm-hmm enhancing their own their own lives and 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 making their you know the, you know, really having a, a self-awareness of their, of their well-being and it's and, and 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 where it may they may have had some shortcomings in the past and what they can do to uh, to really understand you know what drives our well-being and then and then to be able to share it uh, right. but it starts you know it starts at home it starts with the, with with the self well, I know one of those students, a good friend of mine, Owen Reed, who who put us in contact, is enjoying it um, quite a bit, and uh, I'm looking forward to to digging in more into the into your book and, and learn a bit more. Um, but the people listening, or or our colleagues out there, where where should they go if they want to learn more? Can they contact you directly, or? Sure, my my, uh, my email address is pretty simple. It's mm-hmm. it's g sullivan at missouri.edu. Um, and you can just, if you just, uh, were to Google, uh, Missouri or Mizzou and Mizzou is the nickname for the university, M-I-Z-Z-O-U, uh, positive coaching and athletic leadership, they, they, they would find, um, our websites. Um, um Perfect. another key competitive advantage yeah. since you're allowing me to talk uh, about absolutely. Program, yeah. is, um, is our cost. Um, so, you know, our cost is typically, about a half is less than half of a typical master's degree. So the entire degree program is going to cost about fourteen thousand wow. dollars from beginning from start to finish. Right. Um, and I, I I think that you know that that's you know pick, you know and I think we you know we we keep in mind the fact that we're educating educators. Right. And so to charge thirty thousand dollars for a degree didn't really make a, a whole lot of sense. So we, you know, we charge in-state tuition, whether you're in, in Budapest or whether you're in Vienna. Yeah. And, um, and so you're getting the full degree, well, you know, the, the, the MED for, for, for about $14,000. So um, oh. I'm, I, I, that, that, that enables me to sleep better at night knowing sure. that, um, that, you know, and, you know, what we're, the content for that price point I think yeah. is is off the charts good. Yeah. A good deal. Yeah, and that yeah. is great because that's I, I'm Canadian, um, and when I was looking just to go to college w- way back when, 
you know, you look at the the uh, in-state fee and then seems like reasonable. And then there was the out-of-state fee and then there was the international student fee. And it was, okay, I'm out, I'm out of there. So, uh, no, to take right. that into consideration for people is great. And also for, for international students, all our programs are asynchronous. So... Um, we, yeah. you can, you can work around that as, as you know, Owen will tell you that, you know, it's, it's a, uh, he doesn't have to be anywhere at any specific time. He has deadlines to meet, sure. but he can plan around that, you know, and, and you have access to materials well in advance. So everything is, is asynchronous and, um, and it really makes it palatable for, uh, an international student. Perfect. Just curious, do you get non-traditional folks in the program, like people who aren't in education or into coaching or? Have you had that? Yeah, man, we, we get a lot of um, military people. And it's, um, you know, the, the number one employer of, of performance psychologists is the U.S. military. Wow. <laughs> so we get a lot of people who are interested in this idea of optimal performance and well-being. It, it, the military is, you, it, it here has really made some, some tremendous strides in their concern for the, for the, the well-being and welfare of, um, of, of, of their members. Um, we get um, we get a lot of people in um, in for example the uh, the world of dance, um, which so okay. anybody you know anybody who um, I, I think we have to really reconsider what we do, and and that we all have to, we have to, to really think of ourselves as being performers, mm -hmm. and that we have the opportunity to learn um, uh, about performance psychology and so and how and and, and it's it's not a it, it's not a you know for someone who worked twenty years on, on Wall Street, that all of these principles and practices apply to everything I did day to day there, oh. and so I I think so I, we had um, uh, I had a, a a medical doctor that just finished the degree program because he wanted to work better with his patients, um, and so oh. it, 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 it it's that type of thing. Yeah, that's interesting. That 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 really brings so many different people um, together because it is it is. I think coaching is you see it everywhere. You know, my wife's an occupational therapist, and she asks me questions about how I deal with you know students on my team or coaches that are working for me, and she relates it to her patients, you know, and and her colleagues. And we just had a P, we just had a PT finish the program yeah. as well. There you go. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, great. Well, thanks for um, sharing a bit about your program, about the, the topics in general, whether uh, anyone wants to go to Mizzou at all or not. Um, some great, great things there and a great conversation. So thank you for that. And you mentioned at the beginning how when you were on Wall Street, you uh, traveled on someone else's dime, uh, as Matt and I do often. So we, we like to ask everyone where where's their favorite place or usually in the country that they're in. But maybe, Greg, as you did get to travel uh, for work, what was one of your favorite places to go to, and and why? Well, uh, well I was in the uh, the natural resource side of the finance, so I dealt okay. in in the commodity markets and in particular gold. And so I I had a lot of contacts in South Africa, but pre nineteen ninety four, you know, because of the um, the apartheid. Mm -hmm and financial embargoes um, and restrictions, I was never, wasn't allowed to, to, um, uh, to visit South Africa. So my first visit to South Africa was in 1995 during the Invictus World Cup. 
Oh, wow. And stayed in the same hotel with the spring box and, and then made subsequent probably a dozen trips down to South Africa and spent a lot of time in, um, in, in the Cape Town area. And I think that's, um, you know, uh, I was there just a few years ago. Uh, I took my son, well, my youngest son, we went down there. Um, and, and I really like that part of the world. I think that's, um, uh, you know, the people, the, you know, the beauty of, of, of the land, the, the many, many uh, different cultures. Um, I think that was, uh, that was probably the highlight for me, you know, a kid from Brooklyn to be yeah. able to spend that much time down in, in, uh, in South Africa was really a, a treat. Absolutely. Yeah, it would be cool. That's still on my list. Still on my list. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, thanks again, Greg, for joining us and all the insights you've offered in the program. It sounds really, very interesting. And uh, we learned something new today, and I'm happy to take that with me for the rest of the evening. And we look forward to uh, finding out more about it. For the, those who are listening, you can find it through our website, and you'll have some uh, more links there if you're interested. So all the best, and thanks again. Yeah, appreciate your time. It's, uh, it was great spending time with, with, uh, with you both. Until next week, this has been another episode of the Globe Trotten ADs.